0: Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli.
1: Pray that you will have listening ears and understanding hearts. Because if um, anyone who's been following the events that happened in this nation that has had worldwide ramifications, in terms of what it has brought to the church hello in terms of the publicity that this country has taken i would not worry i would not mind if it was if it had nothing to do with the church but well, it speaks to the issues that we face, the things that we've been speaking that the Lord has been speaking to us about, about the pursuits of our lives. We will not make any issues out of this. Events will play out. But I think it was Neil that said it. I placed a candle in the middle of your body, and it says your sin will find you out. Your sins will do what? Will find you out. And since God in his kindness is allowing us to hear some of these things ahead of them happening, they should be things that cause every single one of us, myself also, not to break the mirror. Alright? So today we are going to continue and try to finish the sin that nobody Talks about the sin that nobody talks about. We started last Sunday from our text in Luke 16, and I don't intend to go through all of them. The parable of the unjust steward, who failed the principle of custodianship and the test of accountability. He breached the trusts of the owner. He wrongly appropriated what was committed into his trust, what didn't belong to him, he wrongly appropriated that and was accordingly relieved of his work. He was sacked, fired, because he wasn't worthy of trust. Even though that conversation eventually ended or concluded on mammon or money, now, are those who are standing around, who are watching, particularly the Pharisees and the Sadducees, some of the Pharisees in particular, excuse me, who made jests of Jesus. say hey, you. <laughs> You'll be poor all your life. You see down there. And I wonder how many of us feel that way when we talk about money, when we talk about things that have to do with worldly possessions if that's how you got to where you are. You don't know how I got to where I am. I've tried to show you that there is only one credible source, only one credible source that is enduring, that is peaceful, that your heart will know rest, independent of whatever it is that's going on around. The Pharisees derided the Lord because... They were guilty of what Jesus was illustrating in that parable of the unjust sword. And we picked out something that's very unusual. Without them voicing out, Jesus knew what? He knew what was in their thoughts. And we picked on that aspect of what goes on in our thought life. Going on to Romans chapter 12, well, what we found was that the word think, think, twice was repeated in verses 2 and 3. I don't want us to go there, so we can save my time. Getting us to understand, if you went through all of the scriptures, that there were three areas in our lives of what I will call um, interaction. Interaction with yourself, interaction if you are a child of God with a body of believers, and interaction with the world. And you will find repeatedly, if you conversant with the life of Apostle Paul, the challenging of that self interest, something that characterized his life and his testimony that he spoke about in Romans chapter seven. Before he got to the point of liberty, who will deliver me from this body of sin? And hooray in Romans 8.1, thanks be to God. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free from the law of sin and death. Because when a man's heart, when a man's thought is all about himself, self-interest, self-pursuits, and so on and so forth. It's a reflection of what's ruling in your life. And we saw, in that same Romans story I didn't go through, I expected you to have gone through, the Paul made an issue of just not esteeming yourself more highly than you think. Particularly amongst ourselves, we made the illustration about comparing the giftings in the lives of people by which many of us we stumble and we run into trouble, but worse still, comparing yourself with the world. We saw the examples, um, two scriptures that I'm going to read because they are important. That if we don't think right, if you and I we don't think right, we run into we run the risk of being driven into wrong and damning pursuits. Damning pursuits. 1 Timothy, uh, chapter 6, give me 9 to 11. The
0: passion. Yeah. But those who crave the wealth of this world...
1: Those who do what? Crave
0: crave the 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 wealth
1: of this world. Methinks. Because if we read these things, for him to be specific about the wealth of this world means that there's, there's a wealth of another world. Hello? If he speaks about the wealth of this world, then there may be the wealth of another world. And here he is talking about us, speaking to us, saying those who do what? Who, who
0: crave, crave the wealth of this world mm. slip into spiritual snares. Oh, yes. They become trapped by the troubles that come through their foolish." And harmful desires. Oh,
1: craving the wealth of this world is related to craving what? Foolish and harmful desires, yes?
0: Driven by greed and drowning in their own sinful pleasures, and they take others down with them into their corruption and eventual destruction. When it
1: happens, when it happens, is it only me? Is it only you? It takes what? Others down. I was speaking to the pastors who are just talking generally. It's one of the saddest and most shocking examples. Those who perished in that building. Not just those who physically perished. I think I know at least one person I will spare the name, who came looking for money and wanted to raise a couple of million dollars just to buy a unit in that place. (laughs) I don't know if eventually he did. I have not even had the boldness to ask him. (laughs) I was asking the experts, if somebody has paid for that kind of thing, what has happened to the money? Oh architect says it has what? It has worked away. <laughs> That's not my subject for today. But I am sorry because I know and I've shared in some private circles the things that God said to me out of Psalm one forty four. When I was finding it extremely difficult to, to pray for this country. And the answers that God gave me when he taught me how I should be praying. And in the process of praying, he made a statement that shocked me. Which I am not at liberty to say publicly. But I am seeing it playing out. I am seeing it playing out. And that's why we are speaking to ourselves in all soberliness. Cease from iniquity. Stop living a riotous life, an unrighteous life. Because the judgment of God is only within his control. I can predict it the day it comes. May God have mercy on us that none of us should be caught in evil. I don't know the man beyond everything that has been said. Second Timothy 4.10. ten. Second Timothy 4.10. Yes?
0: Since, since Demas deserted me and has left to go to Thessalonica, hmm. for he loves his own life, Christians has gone to Galatia and Titus has gone to Damasia.
1: No, I mean, that one concerning Demas deserted me Another translation said he has done what? He has loved what? This present world. And those who have been following the teachings about the present world, they will understand the danger that is all around us. Things that we normally would latch on to. This present world. There is so much about this present world that you need to be aware of and you need to be careful about so that we don't get trapped. One of the things in Acts 1927. Acts 1927.
0: So that not only this our craft is in danger to be set at naught, but also that the temple of the great goddess Diana.
1: Now the story here, I hope many of you know it. This was a city in which Paul was preaching, and his ministration damaged the art of these people. But what was their art? What were they selling in this particular place? They were selling what? Come on, guys. What was their art? What were they promoting in the temple of Diana? Prostitution. Prostitution is what? Well, prostitution, pornography, Mm -hmm. and all the things that went with it. This present world has plenty of that. And those who are promoting it, those who are selling it, those who are pushing it, they have commercial interests, just like your big brother Nigeria. You can't see it, but it's there, in your face. There are those who are promoting it. They seduce you with money. I once watched a a, a social media clip long ago now of somebody who belonged in another church who said "Uh, I am going to do it. I am going to do it. You are shaking your head. How many of you saw that clip? I wonder what they were being thought. And I hope there is none amongst you sitting here male or female. Who, for pressure of money, is willing to become an attendant in the temple of Diana? The present world has much that it is given, closed in innocence, it's sugar-coated. Some will argue it, they will find logic around it, and try to justify it. But believe me, you will pay for it except it's not this God that you are serving. All I pray is that your life does not get sacrificed and that the work of faith and the salvation that Jesus gave you, you don't perish from it. We saw other examples of the manifestation of this scene of covetousness in Luke 12, in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, and we watched a clip that gave us an understanding, and I hope you did understand that clip, if you followed it, why it was the sin of covetousness, the thought, the thought, the thought was something that God legislated against. They're going to read you a story, and they're not going to rush about it, because I'm going to test your understanding there. It's a short one. I just ran into it, going through... My archives and so on and so forth. Yes, please.
0: One day, a man was talking to an angel. The angel said, What can I do for you? The man said, Show me the Wall Street Journal one year from today. This way, I will know where to invest my money and become a multi millionaire. So the angel snapped his fingers. And out came a Wall Street Journal, dated one year in the future. The man flipped the pages of the newspaper, studying the listings and observing which stocks will be high and which ones will be low. But in the midst of his joy, tears began to roll down his cheeks. Why? Because when he looked over the obituary column, there was his face. God just stop there
1: what why was the guy crying? Why was the guy crying? Abibat, why was he crying? Why was he crying? I can hear you. By, by that time, he will be dead. All the gree, 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 gree. I want to know the future. I want to be this in future. The angel threw it at him. You want to know. You've seen the secret of how by investing You can multiply whatever it is, but by the time that happens, you are already what? Right there, so, to what end? I'm praying that, I've prayed and I still say that the Lord will stir up your understanding. There are some things that are more important than worldly possessions. Some things are more important than the pride of life. Some things are more important when it comes to the things that I see around me. And if we recognize these things, perhaps it will begin to change our minds, our thoughts, and so on and so forth. In that scripture, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, I believe it is, where Paul, is it 1 Corinthians 7? Yes. And as part of what he was saying to them concerning this present age, he said, knowing that the time is what is short. He then began to say a number of things that are very difficult to digest. All right? If you can find that for me, 1 Corinthians 7, I think it's around verse 29 or verse 30.
0: Verse 29. Okay. My friends, yes? what I mean is this. The urgency of our times means that from now on, those who have wives should live as though without them. And those who weep should forget their tears. And those who rejoice will have no more time to celebrate. And those who purchase items will have no time to enjoy them. We are to live as those who live in the world but are not absorbed by it. Thank you. That's
1: the the, the passion. I, I like the King James version better, but that's fine. As I illustrated this, if we are stretching something, something that is stretched, can you see what is at the other end? It's difficult. But the sense that Paul was conveying here is that the time is short, compressed. When you compress it, it means that what is behind is easier for you to do what? To see. And that's exactly where we are today. That's where we are today. That in the compression of time, it requires that your approach to things must be different from what they used to be in the past. So he's not saying, go and divorce your husband. That's not what Paul is saying here. It's not, it's not saying, don't invest. But he's saying your manner of thinking, your manner of approach, everything that you are doing, what worked in the past, need not work, work now. You need a revolutionizing of your mindset to understand how does God want me to, af- to, 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 to approach all the things that he spoke about. So that we don't fall prey. When we talk about the shortness of time, we always think of it alone in terms of Jesus is coming. Absolutely right. But in terms of Jesus of of the events that are around us now, many will still fall into that trap because they were unable to change what? Their mindset, their approach to things. Praise the Lord and thank god for those who insisted that we should do a part two because now we want to get to the heart of it as i these things stunned me because when it was a question of the thought and then the lord took me to this scripture that we are going to look at by his grace in a little bit of a detail because it tells the story of why it is so crucial at this time that God is talking about covetousness. Acts chapter
0: 4.
1: Verse 31. And there it gives you the the context, yes?
0: And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus.
1: With great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord
0: Jesus, yes. And great grace was upon them all. Mm, mm. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph, who by the apostles was son named Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of Consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, brought the money, and laid, at the, and laid it at the apostles' feet. But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife. Now methinks,
1: I know you have translated to chapter five now, but it's it's important for us to see. I didn't under, I didn't quite catch it until it drew my attention to it. Why would God speak of Barnabas, and then? contraposition it with Ananias. Why? We'll get to see it as we go further. Yes?
0: But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira, his wife, sold the possession and kept back part of the price. His wife also... What do you
1: think could be happening here? Oh, come on. It should be obvious to you. What do you think could be happening here? Oh competition comparison. Something may be going on here that I saw her do it. I also am going to do it. Where? Inside the house of God. But what's serious here? This was the beginning of the what? Thank you. The beginning of the church. The beginning of the church. Because by way of background, all that was going on here was God now rolling out his plan. God now showing the things that he was doing for the bathing of the church. The Holy Ghost was working tremendous miracles, delivering people, bringing people from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of, of God's Son. And right in there, something was being planted. And that's, it was the realization of that that actually brought all of this around that <laughs> if that could be happening at that time, at this time that we are waiting for the coming of the Lord, could it be why this is also been major in the times in which we are today? And that's why we are calling our attention to this point of caution. Because the strictness with which God will not allow his plan to be truncated It is the same strictness that he will apply at this time to ensure that those who he is calling to himself are not defiled. Are you with me? Do you understand? So that the issue of covetousness is not as light as we are talking about it. Because in this illustration, it's against this background that we see this couple, Ananias and Sapphira, members of the early Christian community in Jerusalem, and there was something unique about this couple reflected in the understanding of their names. The name Ananias means Yahweh is gracious. God is gracious. Sapphira means a beautiful woman, a beautiful wife. So God had been gracious to Ananias, and I'm positioning in the, not just as an individual, a family life, a family life. Talk Philo, Afolabi and Tina. You have yourself in different couples. And the issue that we are talking about deals not only with the individual, but it speaks to a family life, a blessed home. Because this was an example of a home that was blessed. We didn't read that Barnabas was married. It doesn't tell us. But listen to me. The early meaning of, the, the, the early meaning of Ananias' name is Yahweh is gracious. God had been gracious to Ananias in giving him a beautiful life, wife and in blessing him also with land he had all the things that a man would want land was an instrument of production very very important in that time and no doubt he and his wife were among the more affluent members of this early christian community and would should therefore be more committed to generosity right mm-hmm. nobody forced them they agreed with the community that we will do exactly what it is that is, being called, that is being spoken to here, and what was being spoken to here, taking care of the needy. They agreed to share all that they had with one another and contribute to the common treasury to meet the needs of all the people. Um, you will see that. I don't want to go through all those scriptures. We'll just, just drag those down. If you want to know that, Acts 2.44 and 45, and then Acts 4, 32. But more important are the two verses that you just got to now, verse 1 and verse 2. I'd like for you to now give me that in both King James, Revised Stantat Version, and then TPT. Please, I'm deliberately slow because this is the heart of what it's all about. And I want every one of us to grasp this and look yourself in the mirror I said to you, don't do what? Don't break it. Because if you break it, you won't see yourself the way you are. So focus on what's being said and let the
0: word of God speak to your heart. Yes? KJV. But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold the possession and kept back part of the price. His wife also, being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet.
1: Just sold it for a minute. Did Safira play the right role according to her name? I got a quotation from a guy called Waldo Emerson and said, and I quote, a beautiful woman is a practical poet, taming her savage mate, planting tenderness, hope and eloquence in all of the things that she approaches. But in this particular case, I know that some of you, I am the first to admit, we are very strong-headed, and I'm. she's laughing, okay? The words that I wanted to use may not be right. Sometimes some of us are worse than beasts. <laughs> Why do you keep laughing? <laughs> because she's right, okay. By admission, Pops, you are saying that, too. Oh. The question that I asked did Safira leave her name some men indeed may be hard and I'm the first to admit that that nothing you say or what you say enters here and passes there what puzzled me here is that nothing is said that she made any effort at all hello nothing is said in this script that she did what? She made any effort at all. In fact, the scripture that you read said she was what? She it. was privy to it. And if you would allow me to stretch it, I'm wondering in my heart, maybe she was actually the one who was championing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, possible. Very
1: possible. I don't know. But it throws something out. About family life concerning the things which are right. The things which, 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 which. Let it be on his head alone. We're not praying for that to happen. But we must make the word of God come alive. Because these things are written for our examples upon whom. Safira and her husband were not forced into an agreement. They had the choice of withdrawing from the community had they not wanted to meet the requirements of those who believed with one heart. But they agreed to it voluntarily. And this agreement had become a sacred pledge before God. I I think it was David that said it. Particularly, I, I, I hope I can quote it right in the manner in which it was used. When you make when you, make, when, you, when you choose to do something with God, even if you don't see the sign, the moment you make the commitment, what happens? God himself commits, he commits himself to it. He's only waiting for you to commit it. So what this guy did, openly they wanted, to, they wanted the world to know that we also are what? Talk to me. We are also giving, we are also generous, but inside their heart, they were not there. Let's not come to the house of God and pretend to be what we are not. Let every man look at himself, because this is the day of repentance. The things that happened shook me to the bones. When I compare, I didn't know that those things will come so quickly. I said, They are amongst you too. Strange children are amongst you too. So when you are praying, read me of strange children whose mouth speaks vanity. Don't look too far away. They are here. They are inside the church. So that the Lord himself is bound to take away first of all the mote that is in our eyes before we start crying about the log that is in Jagaban, that is in, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I sent this to a couple of people. When they wrote, somebody wrote the life of Atiku, somebody wrote the life of Jagaban, and as I sat and I wondered, God, this is, these are the people that we are, we are going to vote to rule us. Is there a hope for this country? Is there a hope for this country? But the flip side of it is those who we think should rule us, are they better? We call the name of the Lord. Is on our lips. We talk all the right things. But get there. The real you will surface. The real you will surface. So that you know the jeopardy in which we are as a household of God. Do I care about the larger church? Yes. But I care more about here for which I have direct responsibility together with the servants of God. And that's why I say, any of you, look at me, look at talks, look at Dele, look at um, Andrew. Barring the past things that we did, you've seen us. If we have taken any man's gold or defrauded any man, speak up and speak. And we tremble daily that the Lord in his mercy will keep us so that we don't cause any of you to stumble. And you've heard me say it on this pulpit. For 25 years, by the grace of God, I walked in that thing. I don't want to call the name now. By the grace of God, I did another 21 years in another institution, 46 years of my life working, not by grace, not not sorry, not by myself, not by my power, but by God's absolute grace. I want to see any man that says, I took from him or her what didn't belong to me. May God hold us because we are at the edge May God hold each one of us. I I don't trust myself. I don't trust myself. That's why every day, every day, every day. Where you don't want me to go. Just when you see me going there, go for me instead. Let me crash. if God was that strict stand at a time when the church was in formation then you will understand why now it's very frightening very very frightening maybe not to you but to me I have buried seen buried quite a number of friends but every day that I live, I'm saying, Lord, uh, can you translate that for me in English? Um, find me standing in you. Find me standing in you. Find me standing in you. They had a choice of withdrawing from the community had they not wanted to meet the requirements of those who believed with one heart and one soul. They had agreed to it voluntarily. And this agreement had become a sacred pledge for the the faithful. They both had the opportunity to know what this outpouring of the Holy Spirit could mean in the life of a Christian. Because they were witnesses to it. They were familiar with the gifts of Barnabas spoken to in Acts 11.24, a good man full of the Holy Ghost. They saw the practical expression in his life of his faith in Christ by selling land and bringing the money and laying it at the apostles' feet. Acts 4.37, which we read, was the act, and I, I had this question, was the act of Ananias and Sapphira, was it a comparison matter? Didn't they think about the gravity of what they were doing in just thinking, I want to be like him? And as they say, um, now I don't want to get my lines the, mean, the The means is not the end. Please. <laughs> the, the end does not justify the means because the means by which they were trying to do something here was absolutely wrong absolutely wrong they both knew that because of such generous giving there was not a needy person because the goal of what God was doing was clear to them that God was teaching something and they just made light of it They failed to show their persuasion that the source of wealth is God because they were afraid. Like somebody said, I think it was you said, that they were afraid of tomorrow. They were afraid of tomorrow. Afraid of tomorrow. This God, can we really trust him? I just pray that the Lord will help us to see. They never realized that they, as part of the church, Yeah, I don't want to miss this. They fail to show their persuasion that the source of true wealth is God and that true wealth has for destination God's appointed purpose. Matthew 6, 24. And give me Romans 14, 17 through 19.
0: No man can serve two masters. No man
1: can serve two masters.
0: For either you will hate the one and love the other, or else you will hold to the one Mm -hmm. and despise the other. Mm -hmm. You cannot serve God and mammon
1: you have to make a choice and the choice that they made was a pretentious choice and God dealt with them. Romans 14 17 to 19 and TLB. I, 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 want, I, I want you to, to please this particular one, this TL- was Paul now speaking to the Romans, yes?
0: TLB. For after all the important thing for us as Christians is not what we eat or drink but stirring up goodness and peace and joy from the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. If you let Christ be Lord in these affairs...
1: In making James, this is not good enough. Because this man was speaking concerning the kingdom of God, right?
0: For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness... The kingdom of
1: God is not in what? The things of this present world is all about what? Oh. The things of this world, this present age circle around meat and drink. But the world tells me that the kingdom of God is not there. The kingdom of God is not there. The kingdom of God is not defined. But the kingdom of God is what?
0: But righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Where?
1: In, where? in the Holy Ghost. So when the scripture says that the kingdom, of, the kingdom is in you. Is referring to the presence of the Holy Spirit in you. Good for us to know. Good for us to know. That the kingdom of God is the Holy Ghost dwelling in me. And that's why he said in that Matthew 633, has it having food and raiment? Oh, sorry, not that's not Matthew 6. Having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. What is food and raiment? I mean, I I I I'm sorry, I, I don't mean this as a bad joke. If I go and buy a $1 million apartment on the 23rd floor, is it taking me closer to God? What is it doing to me? Is it taking me... Somebody answered there. Status. Status. It may sound funny. I'm just trying to let you rationalize. To rationalize. And I just pray. I pray that the Lord will help each one of us to choose right the sin that no one talks about. What they did not realize they were going to truncate, if allowed, the revival that was sweeping through the land. They were introducing something that if it caught fire and everybody began to do it, oh, these people have come again. They have made it so they don't want us to make it. Break the mirror if you like. But I know that we have lived as an example for you here. Yes, great grace was upon the people and many were turning away from their iniquities. It was not time to think of how great were one's possessions. It was a time to think of how great one's faith, how great was one's knowledge of God, how willing one was to remain true to the covenant of the living God. And that's why I am so emphatic for us to be awake in the times in which we are. I know it was an outrageous statement that I made last Sunday when I told you it's not a sin to be poor. Some of you, I'm sure you made your, you've made your eczems out of it. But I don't shy away from that. Because the one who owned everything, who owned everything, the scripture said he became what? He became poor. He became poor. He elected to be poor. He chose to be poor. That he can reach to me, someone like me, and tell me there is something better. I gave you the example of Lazarus, the poor man. As I went through all of this, these things were just throwing themselves at me, challenging me. What is important to God and what is important to me? What's important to God and what's important to you? God will give you remand and food. Won't deny that that's what the word says, as Peter clearly stated, it was not required of them that they give up all their property. And even can you read it for me? I don't want to. Uh, that's that's um, that's in five chapter five uh, when Paul was uh, Peter, excuse me, Peter was verse three. Yes,
0: but Peter said, mm. Ananias. Why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost?
1: You lied to the Holy Ghost, yes. And to
0: keep back part of the price of the land. Yes. Whilst it remained, was Was it it not not thy
1: own? Was it not yours? Did anyone force you? You could have said to us, this is all I want to give you. This is all I want to give you. Then you understand why Paul, when he was speaking in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, just let's look at because I need you to understand this. Ah, and i I, I want to acknowledge with gratitude the giving in this church even in the deep period of uh, covid pastor said your giving has been consistent and even better than times when things were not going so i'm not talking about that it's not this is not a statement of ingratitude but i need you to see here paul when he was speaking to the Corinthians, yes, he was using another church as an example for them. Go on, please.
0: Verse twelve. Yes. For if there be first a willing mind,
1: there has to be first what? A willing mind. Yes.
0: It is accepted according to that which a man, a man, man
1: has, and not and
0: according to that which he had not.
1: So, where is this thing that says, "Go and sell all that you have and come and pledge it to God"? Where did you find it? The made means meat of you because you didn't know what the word of God said. It is accepted according as what a man has and not what he does not have. Of course, there are times that some of us, and I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm pointing you to the scriptures here. Some of us have taken steps out of persuasion on the spirit of sacrifice that have gone beyond the scriptures. But God never failed. But God will not require of you what you cannot give. He won't require of you what you cannot give. And it's important for us to understand the boundaries that God has given so that none of us falls prey to the manipulations of men. So what a strong indictment this is of the wife. The phrase with his wife's knowledge makes her as guilty as her husband. A man, I already said, a man may not always, a wife may not always influence her husband in what is right, but she can at least try. We have no record that Safira even tried our husband committed evil entirely with our knowledge, and it will also seem that our support, with our support, if not at our instigation, this family had become more interested in what they had than in who they were. Years ago, the youth were thought about um, what's your identity. And I think it's good that we all ask ourselves that question. What's my identity? This couple were more interested in what they had than in who they were. When Ananias first handed over the money from, um, from the sale of the land to the apostles, Peter's turn question is what she just read. Why has Satan done what? And this, is, this just puzzled me. These are people who just... Experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm, mm. Abby? Yes. Huh? Yes. They've seen the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Pastor, but when is Satan? How did Satan? I had to ask the question. No? I'm trying to say something here. If you are not careful, one side of you may be experiencing the Holy Spirit. But your unconverted mind makes you a prey for what? Deception is one, possession is also possible. Mm -hmm. That's why when you see things that are constantly repeating, pushing themselves in you, go and get help. Go and get help. Don't wait until you are killed. find a brother that you can trust. Oh boy, this is happening to me, oh. I don't want to perish in this scene, And then you keep on hiding and hiding and hiding and placating and justifying and whatever, until it pushed, just like it pushed him. Prof, I have to ask myself the question. I said, these people who are witnesses, they experience the power. Of the Holy Spirit. And here Peter was saying to him, How has what? Satan, Satan done what? Their What's happening in your heart, dear child of God? What's happening in your life? Is Satan playing the number on you and you are justifying it? I don't think there's any one of us who at one point in time or another has not needed help. I have, and there are witnesses of it. When my marriage was, I mean, each time we went to South Africa, and God will bless them, they will sit me down. Am I lying? they will sit me down. Can you reconsider this sir? Can you reconsider this? Can you reconsider this? Can you reconsider this? Has it not paid, for, has it not paid off now? You think, you think I'm a Superman? But I found grace And I found accountability partners who worked, who helped me. I don't know what kind of people you are. But you think you you can make it on your own. I would indeed that God will enable you you to make it on your own. But I know God placed us there, one for another be a stabilizing factor. Why has Satan, why has Satan, yes go on.
0: Why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? While it remained, was it not thy own? And after it was sold, was it not in thy own power? Why has thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou has not lied unto men, but unto God. Mm. And then... And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. Instant judgment.
1: Instant judgment. God was not going to allow any man, under the influence of Satan, to truncate his plan. God wasn't going to allow that to happen. <laughs> And then the poor woman, not knowing what has befallen the husband. I th- this is mean. I think she just must have walked in there smiling. Majestically, I'm smiling. Like some of us, we try to cover our sins with smiles. Happy dancing. Go on.
0: Verse, okay, And great fear came on all them that heard these things. And the young men arose, wound him up and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after.
1: Now, did something happen? Did you, did you, did you, did you see what happened here? Timed. Well timed. And she walks in Yes.
0: When the wife, not knowing what was done, came mm. in, and Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, Yeah, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, Why? How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead, and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. And Through great-
1: Ananias and Sapphira, hypocrisy, covetousness, first insinuated its life, itself into the Christian church. If you go to Acts chapter 5, verse 11, it was in this same chapter. That the the word church was used for the gathering of believers. Acts 5.11 And
0: great fear came upon all the church. Ah.
1: Great fear came upon all the church. By the time we are done, I pray the Lord will pour his, his, his spirit of repentance on all of us. because these words have been spoken as slowly as possible to allow us the time to just think through our lives. To think through our lives. To think through our lives. Interesting to note, again, we begin to understand what an extremely important obligation rested upon the, this family. And more, Safira as a leading member of the First Christian Church. The sudden death of Safira and her husband, as you will read later, made the others to see what could happen when a husband and a wife become partners in evil and not in truth. Because it's possible. God bless you. It's possible for a husband and a wife to become what? Partners in evil, not in truth. That is seen... Two had arranged was worse than one done singly. Two consciences had to be stifled. That one cannot trifle with the truth and go unpunished. And that there's no halfway mark with truth. That either you are honest or you are dishonest. There's no halfway about it. Great fear now came upon the church and believers came forward in multitudes. When God swept out, when God swept out their feet, when God cleansed the house, you saw the multiplication that followed. But more than that, from cities, many sick, many sick people came who are healed and the like and so on and so forth. Because of the evil committed by Safira and her husband and also because of what happened to them, a new vow now came upon the people, and scholars have it, that the vow of poverty, that this was what brought it about. I didn't check that, I I just found it, researching this matter. Scholars intimate that the idea of taking a vow of poverty in the church was inspired by the incident of the lie of Safira and her husband, and others who who were to come later to the house of God. Let's press forward. Covetousness is the cause of many spiritual and personal conflicts, for it greatly affect, affect, affects one's character in a negative way. It's associated with pride, conceit, unfruitfulness, lust, backsliding, and the forsaking of the eternal God, rejecting God's will. It has carries with you guilt that you don't have to carry and an insensitivity to the needs of others, missing God's best for our lives and failing to enter above all into the kingdom of God. Let's listen to the following scriptures that speaks tones. that covetousness has no place in the body of Christ. It should not be named in us. It shouldn't be named in us. 1 Thessalonians 2 5. Uh, Sorry, 1 Thessalonians 6. Sorry, 1 Timothy 6, verse 5. Excuse me. 1 Timothy 6, 5.
0: Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds Mm -hmm. and destitute of the truth, Mm -hmm. supposing that gain is godliness, Uh from such withdraw thyself. Those who
1: consider that gain is what? Those who consider that what? And that's what has been preached to us. You are rich because you are godly. You're raw. Gain is not godliness. They've sold that to many of us. And that's why people are doing all kinds of things. But this scripture says, cut off yourself from Cut off fellowship with such persons. With such do what? Withdraw thyself. 1 Thessalonians 2, five.
0: For neither at any time used we flattery words, as ye know, nor a cloak of covetousness, mm. God We didn't because. use
1: what? A cloak of flattering words. Sorry, I mis- I, can you read that again?
0: For neither at any time used we flattery words, as ye know, nor a cloak of covetousness. We
1: never use a cloak of covetousness as the leadership of the church. And here, I hold myself accountable. And my brethren hold themselves accountable if any one of them has come to preach covetousness to you. it should have no place in the hearts of those in spiritual leadership. We never use the cloak of covetousness to preach to you. I just got a Thiaraba. Uh, give me word now? Give me word. I just got a tiaroba Range roger, well, a Range Rover. A range Rover. Yes. <laughs> I just got that. Where is your God? Where is your God? I remember many, many years ago, many, many years ago, one of my sons married my daughter came and came to show me, Daddy, I just got me this brand of car. And I went out and I saw the car. And I looked at him and I said, son, this is not what you need at this time in your life. I'm sure he hated my guts for it. But time has proved me right. wanting to be like others what god will bring to you that you just say lord i thank you covetousness has no place in the heart of what spiritual true spiritual leadership and if you see us trespassing call us to order Did you hear me? Did you hear me? If you see us, what? Call us to order. 1 Timothy 3 3. Titus 1 7.
0: Not given to wine, nor striker. Mm. Not greedy of filthy lucre, but Mm. patient. Not greedy of filthy lucre. What
1: is filthy lucre? What is filthy lucre? Prof, can you help me here? We, we just read these things. We read these things. Go to two other
0: translations. NLT. NLT. He must not be a heavy drinker or be violent. He must be gentle, not quarrelsome, and not love money.
1: And not love money. After all, we need money to live. We need money to live. You need more than money to live. Praise the Lord. Titus 1, seven.
0: For a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy locker.
1: To every one of the sons that Paul was raising, the same instruction that he gave to Timothy is the same instruction that he did what? He gave to Titus. And I'm giving the same instruction to you. Don't love money. Either. No. In the pursuit of that, we get ourselves into so many troubles. So cut off fellowship for some, for some persons and in, the, in, this, in spiritual leadership, Covetousness has no place. As believers, we must have the proper attitude towards money and possessions. We are to be content with what we have. 1 Timothy 6, 6 verse 6 6 and verse 8.
0: But godliness with contentment is great gain. Oh,
1: you can see the way he flips it. Godliness first with contentment, that is truly great gain. Gain is not what? not godliness. Bless you. Yes? Verse 8. Mm.
0: And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. Yes.
1: And I want you to see something in Matthew six nineteen. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look for the place. Hmm. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 and verse 2. And I, I'm deliberately setting you up here because I'm going to ask you a question after she reads that.
0: Matthew 6, 1. Take heed that you do not that you do not your arms before men.
1: No, 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 no. no. That's not what I'm... Matthew 5. Matthew 5. Matthew
0: Matthew 5. And seeing the multitudes... Uh Listen
1: listen to her attentively because I want you to see... Yes?
0: He went up into a mountain. And seeing the
1: multitude. Yeah?
0: And when he was set.
1: He went up to the mountain. And when he was set.
0: His disciples came unto him. Yes. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying. Stop.
1: Auntie Jane. Who was Jesus speaking to here? Oh, I can't hear you. Who was Jesus speaking to here? He huh? Pope said, crowd. I wanted to catch you here because it's so, so, so crucial. Jesus made those statements in verses 2 all the way to verse 11 to his disciples, he wasn't speaking to the crowd. Jesus was not what? Speaking to the crowd. He was speaking to his disciples. Now give me verse 6, I think, verse 6 or verse 7 of that that scripture.
0: Verse 6. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Back it up to verse 5. Verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Go on. Blessed are they... Which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. That's what I'm looking for. For they shall be filled.
1: Blessed are they who do what?
0: Hunger and thirst after righteousness. What
1: are we being taught to do today? We are being taught everywhere to hunger and thirst after what? Money. No. Money. The gospel of prosperity is hunger and thirst after Money. Seven, I didn't say money, come to me. He said it too. (laughs) They are being told, hunger and thirst after money. Seven keys to success. The direct opposite of what God was saying. To who? To his disciples. Another to seek you first, the kingdom of God and its righteousness. All the things will be added to you. What is first? Hungering and thirsting after righteousness. So, all of you who are waiting for somebody to be praying special prayer upon you on the telephone, who you never saw in your life, you don't know what he is putting on your head. What God is saying here, yeah? hunger and thirst after righteousness. We'll step it up now so we can get you out of this heat. As believers, we must have the proper attitude towards money and possessions. We are to be content with what we have. We already read that. And not seek financial prosperity as our primary goal. As our primary goal. Matthew six nineteen.
0: Lay yes. not up for yourselves you, treasures upon earth yeah. where moth and rust doth corrupt.
1: I've illustrated that to you here before. Inflation will eat it. Robbers will come after you. If robbers are not coming, if, if, uh, if uh, terrible robbers are not, official robbers will come. They will give you all kind of taxes. He's laughing at me because he has seen official robbers deal, deal with me before. I called lawyer to come and bail me out. And he was, he was also trying. I said, look, me, I want to fight this, sin. You know. I really wanted to fight. But the scriptures also told me, have you forgotten when they took your goods away, you bore it with what? You bore it with gladness. Hebrews. Hebrews chapter, chapter 10. You bore it with gladness. They will come you did nothing wrong, go. they will find reason. And said, This is your rim, this is the rim of your glasses. Okay. Did you pay tax when you bought it? <laughs> there are plenty of those things. Praise the Lord. I'm trying to get us to understand covetousness the way it spreads its wings. If we are rich, We should also learn to give to the poor. We are called to set our affections on the things which are above. where riches, don't get canker. One of the reasons that the sin of covetousness is so dangerous is that it is God's number one competitor. And Jesus was very clear on that in a scripture that we already read earlier on in Matthew 6.24. Why are riches so deceitful? Because we think that money will do things that only God will do. And something that I'm also trying, I've been really fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. That it's, that scripture, when the, we, we, we read it in Acts Acts chapter 2, we, just, we skipped it, I didn't read it. When Peter and... Uh, John and Peter, they went to the front of the temple, right? And they saw this man, who was what? And the man was looking at them for what? For money. And Peter said what? Silver, Silver and gold, I don't have. They had something that was superior to money. Something that was superior to money. And we have the same. I'm, 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 I'm being very open with you here. Being very open with you here. Each time something happens to us, something happens to us, the first thing that comes to our mind is what? Money. money. <laughs> Prof, you are laughing. The first thing that comes to our mind is, if only I had money. But you have something greater than money. Amen? And that's the point here. Each time we think that way, money is a God. You think God, money will solve the problems that God, all the problems that God will solve. Where is your first spot of call in the day of trouble? I like the day Pastor Dele put it many, many years ago on this stage. He said, Somebody who is sick, they told him to go and bring a whole pot of money. What did the person need? Healing. He needed healing. In this particular case, this man didn't even know that healing was possible. He wanted to remain in the crippled state where they will be dropping copper, copper in his pocket, in his uh, bowl. And they gave him something that he never imagined in his life. Silver and gold, I have not. But such as I have, I give to you. What do we have? That's the, that's, this is where this one has been hooking me all the time. All the time. You people are looking at money. Is, what do we have? What do we have? Is it money that we really need? Or the active power of God that does what is greater than money. That man got more than he bargained for. But the deep blessing of that scripture, I we just quoted from Acts chapter 2, is that there is a God in heaven who is mightier than money. Who does more than money can ever do it for you and that's the god that we are talking about that covetousness is making us to turn our backs to and we are looking at money as if money is equal to god money is not equal to god money is not equal to god money is not equal to god can we truly display that which god has given to us according as he has given unto us all what And each time, circumstances come. (laughs) If I told you what it was going to cost us to deal with some of the issues that my wife had, some of you will collapse. The cure to the issues that she faced on a monthly basis Each eye had to be operated. And for each eye, it was $2,000 per eye. They'll do one this time. In two weeks, they will do the other one, $2,000. And it was supposed to last for 18 months. It has lasted for nearly two and a half years now. All I needed was healing. I just want you to, to, to calculate it. And to say, God, o you have heard that before. O and we called for prayers. We called for prayers. We called for prayers. So that, I do not know how better to put it than for you to understand what it is that God has given us through the life of the Lord Jesus Christ that is in us. Money can solve all things. Money cannot. And we better understand that which God has given us freely. And if we are not experiencing it today, let us ask God. Let us ask God. Let me try and press this so we finish it. We think that money will do things that only God will do, and we are seriously deceived about that. They may provide temporary pleasure, but they don't bring peace. Money doesn't bring you purpose, doesn't give you love, doesn't give you loyalty, happiness, satisfaction, etc. And you will see, many of you remember during that economic crash of 2008-2009, when people lost everything that they had. What what were people doing? They were committing suicide. And it's going to happen again. We are deceived if we think otherwise. The rich die like everyone else. And they are, (laughs) boy, oh boy. That didn't come out right, but the, the 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 collapsed building is a good example, and I don't mean it in any mean way. Just the reality. I haven't seen anybody. Like I said, I just came from another funeral. As a brother, and it was lying in state there, serene, embalmed, and so on and so forth. I didn't see the house that he built being dragged along with him we didn't see it he was just there and i'm pleading with you let's put god where he belongs in our lives let's put god where he belongs in our lives let's put him and give credit to him in all the things that he has done where then is a place for the gospel of prosperity? While it's true that prosperity and success are the blessing of God, the early church leaders didn't seek financial success or abundance of material possessions. And I just gave you the illustration in Matthew chapter 5. I also gave you the example in Acts chapter 3. And you will find in Acts 20, Acts 20:33. let's just take that.
0: I have coveted no man's silver.
1: I have coveted no man's silver.
0: Or gold or, or gold, apparel.
1: Or apparel. Amongst them, this man ministering to the rich and to the poor, he made bold to say it I never took anything from you. My hands labored for me. And God was sufficient for him. The prosperity, of the, the, the prosperity gospel is a false gospel. You can quote me anywhere. It's a false gospel. A product of false ministry. Quickly, 2 Peter 2, 1 to 3, Amplify Classic, please. 2 Peter 2, 1 to 3. I say it again, the prosperity gospel is what? It's a false gospel, yes?
0: Amplified Classic. Two but Peter. also, in those days, there arose false prophets among the people, mm-hmm. just as there will be false teachers among mm-hmm. yourselves. Mm-hmm. Who will subtly and steadily introduce heretical doctrines, destructive heresies, even denying and disowning the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Mm. And many will follow their immoral ways and lascivious doings. Because of them, the true way will be maligned and defamed.
1: Mm.
0: And in their covetousness,
1: in their what? In their what? Greed. Lust. Lust. Yes.
0: They will exploit you with false cunning arguments. From, from of the old sentence of condemnation. For them, for them has not been idle. Thank their you. destruction, eternal misery has not been asleep.
1: Be careful who you listen to. The three parts ministration on deceitfulness, go and listen to them again. This happens to be one that is a great bait. If we put it on on the advertisement now that next Sunday, just come with your phone, you begin to receive double-digit alert. Double-digit alert. As if God is a thief. They don't spend naira in heaven now. They don't even spend dollar there. So if, they bring, if angels begin to bring you dollar and, um, and naira, they must have gone to break into some bank, right? Praise the Lord. Paul also warns us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2, I believe it is, in fact, it's in chapter 3, 1 and 2. Men shall be, is it, is it triumph? They, they called it something, they trium, they trium, they, they, they tri, the triumph, the triumph, <laughs> the, <laughs> the tree, the trinity, the satanic trinity. Yes.
0: For men shall be lovers of their own selves.
1: Love, they love themselves.
0: Covetous. Yes. Boasters. Yes. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fears, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. They love money,
1: they love themselves, they love pleasure. That's the thing. That's the thing. Ah. I wish I was permitted to have koboko. Members who are boarding the boat, who are going to board the boat, you saw all those useless people who are coming half naked. (laughs) I just said, Lord, emani suru. I one of them. The thing was falling apart quickly turned around so that somebody will be helping her to tie whatever it is. You will say, what is pastor looking at? Look. (laughs) I mean, I will have to play like a Pharisee to run away because there was no other place. My back was to the wall. Uh, Who was standing with me there? Somebody was standing with me. Lekon was the one standing with me and Noel was on my right. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to run? I just said, God, I wish I had, if it is not going to be called harassment, to whip the hell out of these ones. Ah. mm. God save us. God wants our security and trust to be in him and in him alone. Only then can he reveal to us true riches. He wants our treasure to be in him for his riches alone are the ones that are eternal. Now, in the Old Testament, can somebody give me two examples of where covetousness played out? Huh? Eh? Achan, yes. Yes. Gehazi, Balaam, everybody forgot about David. Oh, because he's a king? King, you know, uncovered. But do you know what? I studied this. Someday I'm, I'm going to do legacies. I'm going to do legacies. And you will see that event transformed the life of this man and transformed... Look, I I, I, have seen things in the scriptures that are frightening. Because Bathsheba was always going to be in his presence. The reminder of the evil that he did was going to be there. The only thing that could change that was that the two of them rededicated their lives to God. Are you with me? The only thing that will stop the accusation of Satan was that the two of them dedicated their lives to God. Because each time that he was in the house and he saw Bathsheba, Satan was here. He huh? <laughs> But the evidence of it, When David was old, they brought Ocheche, stripped her. The scripture said David did what? Never, listen to what the scripture said, never touched her. Didn't say that the battery had run down. But this had almost robbed me of God's grace. Never again will it happen. Never again! And you will find that both himself and Bathsheba, the amount of the truth of God that they poured into the life of Solomon, you will not fall into this kind of sin before again. You want proof? Go and compare Psalm 1 with Proverbs 1. Go and compare Psalm 37 with Proverbs chapter 3. And you will see all the things that Solomon began to teach. They were the things that David had recorded. Oh, that you failed doesn't mean it's the end. Only if you want to turn. But if you fail to turn, the legacy will be upon your children. It's not a cause. I found it in the word. I found it in the word. And not only what David poured into the life of that child, when Solomon began to speak in Proverbs 31, she said, Listen, well the instructions which your mother poured into your life. Both of them solidly turned away from the shackles of adultery. And the scripture provided us with evidence that there was a turnaround, a total change. What has crippled you by way of covetousness that God cannot break? He's only looking for a willing heart, a spirit that will cooperate with him. And that's why we said, if any of you needed help, stand up to be counted. This is not a time for shame, because, believe me, when God begins to deal with covetousness here, I don't want to be here. In the many dimensions in which it's operating, and that's why we are pouring it out as simply, as gently as we can, that none of us Will fall prey. It's happening outside. For the person who was the promoter of whatever it is, that's so distinct, that sold these things, that will find there are houses that were trying to claim him. He's my son. Don't you see what God has done in him? You saw him in Sutana. You saw him worshiping and praising God at Lachieori on the top of uh, the house. he didn't stop God from saying, "Ikabod." Finish. Praise the Lord. You give me the example in Joshua 7. Seven centuries later, you saw it in Isaiah 57 15 to 21. This was God speaking concerning the nation Israel. And then you saw it in David. And you give me several more examples. God hated covetousness. Please Let's read that. And I'm using this particular example because it's also what afflicts us as a country, as a nation. Isaiah 57. 57, Verse
0: 15. Yes, to For- 21
1: and take it in Amplified Classic and in your own time you can go and look at it. Because it's not just at the individual level, it's at the national level. And that's why we are shouting and crying and saying it out in the open. Let us be careful. Yes?
0: Father says the high and lofty one. Yes. He who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, but with him also who is of a thoroughly penitent and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the thoroughly penitent, bruised with sorrow for sin. For I will not contend forever, neither will I be angry always. For if I did stay angry, the spirit of man would faint and be consumed before me. And my purpose in creating the souls of men would be frustrated. Mm. Because of the iniquity of his Judas covetousness.
1: The iniquity of what? Judas covetousness. God said I did something to him. Go on, please.
0: on unjust gain. I was angry and smote him.
1: I was angry and I smote him. God I- is not going to tolerate it. He won't. Neither in individuals, nor in a nation. And that's why when people are looking at leaders and leaders and leaders, you better let us all, let all, let us all of us shine our eyes what it is that we are looking to vote for, if you, if you want to vote at all. Yes?
0: I hid my face and was angry, and he went on turning away and backsliding in the way of his own willful heart. Mm. I have seen his willful ways, But I will heal him.
1: Oh, glory. That's where I want to go. God is ready to heal if you really want to be free, if you want to be free today. Let's finish this in another few minutes. Um, The New Testament also contains much teachings on the dangers of covetousness. Some of this we have already read. Um, We often think that temptation comes from from the outside world. But this is only because the lustful desires in our hearts are projected onto external things, and onto external people, onto external persons. Paul indicates that one of the deadly covetous, one of the deadly forms of covetousness is sexual lust. Ephesians five one to six. Let's not read that. Colossians three one to eight. It is well known in our culture that some people call love what some people call love is really selfish sexual desire. Lost. as I wrap this up it's time to self-check if we are truly covetous 11 things or 12 that I want you to I'm going to read them because they will help you in this self-check and be honest with yourself that's why I'm not asking you to, you, you, you will know. Do you prefer material gain to God? Do you? Every time that you are faced with a choice, do you prefer material gain to God? When it comes to your spending, number two, do you prefer to spend now rather than invest in eternity? Will all of find reasons to justify why I need it now? Do you love things and use people? Do we set our hearts, our minds on earthly rather than heavenly things? Do we have An inordinate desire for money or material things or what belongs to someone else. Would you rather rob God to indulge yourself And this is the most um, revealing of all the things. And this you will read for me in 1 John 4, 5, and 6. Do you talk more about things than the things of God? Do you talk more about things of the world than the things of God? If your conversation is always like that, Check yourself, one John four, five and six.
0: Amplified classic. Mm. They proceed from the world yes. and are of the world. Yes. Therefore, it is out of the world, its whole economy, morally considered, mm. that they speak.
1: It is out of the world, its morally considered economy. That's the basis of all that they are speaking. That's said. King James says. They said they came out of the world, therefore they speak only the things that are of the world. If your conversation is constantly about worldly things, be careful. It's a revealer. They give me, give it to me in, a, in, the, in, the, in the passion.
0: The passion. They belong to this world, mm. and they at, articulate the spirit of this world. They
1: articulate the spirit of this world, and the world listens to them. And the world to listens to them. Huh? The world does what?
0: Listens to them. Go on. But we belong to God. Mm. And whoever truly knows God listens to us.
1: Yeah. So you will see a followership. You will see a tendency. And if I'm constantly, constantly gravitating towards the people of the world, the things they say, it's an issue. It's an issue. Number eight. Do you trust in finances for security rather than God rather than in God's love? Is your giving to others, always with a grumble, with a reluctance? while you use money to pamper flesh? Is your giving to the needy? Is it with a grumble or is it always reluctant? Would you rather indulge in the flesh than support the mission? And this one I found in reading about people who, have, who are in depression. They would rather go shopping when they are feeling bad. Just go and spend. And if you always think that money is what will make you happy, it's also a signal. These are questions that I raised, I listed here, for all of us to ponder down. God is doing something and sending a witness, an open witness, that I never anticipated, never imagined. And it's time for us to take a check of ourselves. The following are things that you want to consider in developing a proper attitude towards things and money. Consider the wisdom of storing up treasure in heaven. Consider the brevity of this earthly life, that only what's done for the Lord is what will last. That's The story of the candle that is lit. It burns only for a period of time. And that time is limited. And if in that time that is limited, that is limited, you don't do what is pleasing to God. I wonder what your story will be. You need to consider that God has already given us everything that we really need. The earthly riches become useless after death that all the perils, dangers, and warnings associated with riches, think about them. And know that the more you have, the more you have, the more you are going to account for. The more you have, the more you are going to account for. Things will never satisfy. Only God can satisfy you and remember the example of Christ. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. In the garb of poverty, he walked thousands of miles on foot, dressed like the common man, so that people could not distinguish him. Remember the example of the athlete church, how generous they were in sharing. God promises, remember God's promises related to giving. Nobody can outgive God. Try it. Nobody can outgive God. And this little time, I want each one of us to just look at ourselves. I did say that it's a morning of repentance. As individuals and as a people, There's none of us who can say he's free of these things. But the gravity of it, have shown you. If God did not allow covetousness to truncate his plan at the beginning of the church, he is not going to allow covetousness to truncate his plan now. Let's talk to God.